Hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 731 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. As always, I'm here to help you by answering your online business questions five days a week. All right, now here's today's question from Henry. Hey, Pat. Uh, my name is Henry, and uh, first off, I wanted to say you know, thank you so much for this site. Uh, ever since I started listening about half a year ago, I've been so inspired to have my own business, and I'm so determined to achieve that dreams. All thanks to you. So I started this site called GuitarEasier.com, which is geared towards beginner guitar players. And I've been building my site up and configuring my con- convert kit. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm seeing that it feels like I'm like building a spider web. It's crazy. So I wanted to ask. How do you keep track of your funnels of where you're leading people and in your emails and your web links? And what do you do to make your Skype site scalable? Because I can kind of see that if I don't organize this right, I, you know, it feels like I'll end up adding more work as my site grows. You know, I'm not sure if this is going to be the case or not, but is that something that's just inevitable? Uh, let me know if you have any strategies for this. And uh, so, yeah, thanks. And I hope to hear from you soon. Hey, what's up, Henry? Thanks so much for the question. Appreciate the kind words. And I know how you feel because once you start to get into funnels, uh, obviously you don't just want to have one funnel. I think it's important to start with one, but as your uh, business begins to grow, there can be many different ones, people coming in from different lead sources, people going into different places and potentially being in multiple places, it can definitely become a spider web. Now, there was a piece of software I used before ConvertKit called Infusionsoft that I had gotten kind of just to try and organize all that stuff. I had a lot of ideas in my head of what I wanted to happen. Uh, but, you know, the nice thing about Infusionsoft is you, you can draw it out. You know, the way that you set up the funnels is you actually drag and drop little boxes and arrows that, you know, one box lead to, uh, to another. And if they do this, then it goes to this one instead. And if it goes, if they do that, then it goes to that one instead. It was actually a nice, clean, easy way to set it up. But unfortunately, Infusionsoft, it was just way too confusing beyond that. Uh, and I had, there were some more capabilities that just I couldn't figure out. So I moved to ConvertKit and I love it. Now, they don't have the visual aspect like Infusionsoft does. However, it wouldn't be too hard for you to, on a whiteboard, on a piece of paper, or whatever, draw out exactly what you want to happen. That's what I had to do. That's the first thing. And you'll begin to see how things work. And the thing you want to make sure you approach it with is the idea that you want to keep it as simple as possible. Make the funnels straight. Don't have too many if this, then that kind of situations. I mean, you could get to a point where you are then segmenting people and doing all these things based on these little tiny things that don't even really matter. Uh, For me, I just have three buckets in my audience, and that depends on certain actions that they take or certain things that they download or certain uh, clicks that they make. And uh, beyond that, it's really just pure, once they get into those funnels, sending them emails, providing them value. And then from there, it's either understanding if they're a customer yet or if they're not a customer yet. And depending on that, then they get switched over to one thing or another after they take action or don't take action. So again, keep it as simple as possible, draw it out. And if it becomes a spider web where you can't follow uh, it, where, where you can't follow it from the producer's point of view, well, then it's going to be hard for people who are in that funnel to kind of realize where they're at. And if 
and things are probably not going to make sense for them. So literally draw it out. Draw a box with an email and say, this is what this email does. These are the choices they have. And depending on the choices, this is where they go. Also keep in mind where they go after they click things. For example, certain thank you pages. If possible, you can have generic thank you pages for things. Or you can have specific ones that are created just for certain actions that they take. Um, but take it one step at a time. Keep it as simple as possible. Uh, and I think it was Ramit Seti who told me he owns a blog at IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. He has, in my opinion, one of the best email marketing uh, platforms, or not platforms, but just sequences in the world. And he segments, he tags, and it's all based on things that you've read and things that you've purchased from him. You'll get upsells for things you haven't gotten access to yet. If you've viewed a sales page, you'll get an email later saying, you know, I know I, I saw you view that sales page. Maybe this will help you make your decision. All this kind of crazy stuff. Um, but he told me, keep it simple. And at the very, very basic level, understand whether or not they are a customer or not a customer. That's how you, you initially tag. And then from there, you can expand out to, okay, well, where are they coming from? And what segment or bucket should they be in? And, and that sort of thing. Another great resource would be Ask by Ryan Levesque, another great book that shares more about dividing your audience up, creating these different buckets and better serving them. Um, but in terms of scaling, kind of your second question there at the end, uh, you know, once you get the systems in place, and again, trying to keep it simple, it will automatically scale on its own. However, it's inevitable that as your business grows, there's going to be more tasks to do. There's going to be for example, the more products you add, the more questions that come in. So a little bit more customer service will be needed to handle those questions so that you don't take your time away from other things that you need to be spending time on. So how do you scale? Well, I learned recently that you scale best by, first of all, using the tools and automating and optimizing uh, and being efficient as much as possible. But beyond that, you're going to at some point have to make a decision on you either uh, grow with a team or you stay stagnant. So hiring a team, and there's a lot of great resources out there for team building, but hiring one at a time to help you with some of those support needs that you have or some of those tasks that you regularly do that you can take off your plate, that's how you grow. That That's how you grow and scale. So hopefully that makes sense. And Henry, again, I appreciate your question coming in, and I want to send you an Ask Pat t-shirt for having your question featured here on the show. Thank you so much. And of course, for those of you out there who have a question that you'd like potentially featured here on the show, all you have to do is head on over to askpat.com. You can ask right there on that page. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. And here's a quote by Jeff Bullis to finish off today for you. And that is, never underestimate the vital importance of finding early in life the work that for you is play. This turns possible underachievers into happy warriors. Hope you're a happy warrior today. Cheers. Take care. Thanks again. Bye. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, 
the Smart Passive Income Podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.